Well, we are uh, going through the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus is basically recapitulating the Ten Commandments, and he's doing it from a gospel perspective. And uh, he's dealing really here with the Sixth Commandment, Thou shalt not commit adultery. It involves the Ninth Commandment, too, Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's wife. Um, and this commandment, you know, the Sixth Commandment in its most plainest sense, I think is probably more relevant today than ever before in the history of the world because of very dramatically different economic conditions that we face in modernity. And that is uh, huge numbers of women are in the workforce. And uh, from what I understand from reading marriage and counseling authors, the, the rate of adultery has skyrocketed in the past 50 years or so, uh, due primarily just simply because of um, men and women working side by side in the workforce and jobs. And, uh, you know, I think after reading certain material recently, my, my mindset has changed a little bit on this. I used to think to myself, well, usually, you know, you always got the guy who's going to go chase women no matter what, you know, whether he's got a good marriage or not. Um, but for the most part, adultery takes place when there's something, some kind of uh, an emotional disconnection and lack of fulfillment in the marriage, and then that's when the, the partners stray. And there's, there's truth to that. But yeah, actually, I guess, you know, from reading recent material, what, what they're saying is actually it's not always really the case. You can have uh, many couples who are trying to deal with uh, infidelity come in to help, uh, to find help from marriage counselors. And, uh, you know, their marriage is fine. Their marriage is fine. There isn't really a problem with the marriage. And uh, so it's not always the case that there's some kind of a problem with the marriage and then that's the underlying cause of infidelity. Rather, what starts to happen is there's certain barriers and boundaries that get crossed little by little by little. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I'm reminded of the, the, the um, example or the illustration of the frog in the uh, in the in the um, pot of of boiling water. They say, I don't know if it's true or not, but you put a frog in a pot of water and you turn up the heat little by little, the frog will be, he can't really perceive the change of temperature because it happens so gradually. And next thing you know, you're boiling, he's boiling. And, uh, you know, I'm reminded also of a a saying from Teresa of Avila who talks about the devil in terms of a file. So if you think of a file, Wearing away, wearing away, wearing away, little by little by little by little by little. That's how the devil works. So there's these subtle boundaries that get crossed over between men and women in the workplace. And it just happens little by little. And next thing you know, after two years, they're very deeply emotional. They're having an emotional affair. And then it leads to uh, a sexual affair, physical affair. So what will start out, they'll start out as friends. And next thing you know, they're spending more time together. They're looking for opportunities to spend the coffee break or whatever it is or go out to lunch together. And they're talking about their, their spouses and they're talking about their kids. And they're having, you know, I mean, it's a, it seems like a, a, a decent, clean conversation. Uh, but see, that just keeps going on and on. And they start to, to notice aspects of their friend, their coworker, who's now they consider their friend, they start to admire certain aspects of that person and say, hmm, they start to compare them to their spouse and like, you know, John just doesn't really get this part of me, you know, but Mike does. 
And that's the hook right there. So they start to then think of their friend as someone that they go to to kind of get certain needs met that they're not getting in their in their marriage. Although their marriage really is fine. I mean, it's not like they have a problem with their with their spouse. So that's the first boundary, and it's like an invisible boundary that's kind of crossed over almost imperceptibly. Um, and then what starts happening, you know, the, the the big big one starts happening is this: is you start telling the other person about things that you're dissatisfied with in your marriage that you wouldn't actually tell to your spouse. Okay, that's a huge boundary that's crossed over. So now what you're doing is you're creating an emotional space, and your friend is inhabiting that space, and your spouse is on the outside of that space. Okay, now now you're this is real slippery slope at this point. Um, and then next thing you know, maybe they're starting to say, well, you know, I am really attracted to you. Of course, I wouldn't ever, you know, act on that attraction because, you know, I'm married and we got, I've got kids and you do too. And, you know, we understand we'll just keep it as friends. Okay, so then you start expressing your attraction to one another. Okay, and then there's touches start happening. Okay, they're kind of overbound, you know, past friendly. It's not pats on the back. It's lingering touches on the forearm and on the thigh and whatnot. And then, you know, this is this is going on for two years, and then next thing you know, adultery takes place. Very, very widespread. Very widespread. Um, so what what do we do? We just, we use common sense, and we make sure that first and foremost, emotionally, um, our person that we take refuge in, that we confide in, is our spouse. Even if they're not always totally listening to us or whatever, you, you just can't go outside of that. Okay, it's either you're either going to find it with your spouse or you're not going to find it. Period. And you got to be okay with that. You know, if it becomes really a problem, you go try to find marriage counseling. But if it's not at that point, then you just live with it. Okay. Um, and I think one last thing to leave you with here, I, I just find this a good insight, an important insight that a lot of marriage and family counselors talk about, is that it's not so much that people stray and uh, fall into infidelity because they're not getting something out of their marriage that they should otherwise be getting, but that they're not putting enough into their marriage. Okay, so it's actually has to do, you got to really, really invest um, you know, the saying, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Well, first of all, get off the fence. Don't look at the other side. And then invest in your lawn. Put a lot of fertilizer in there and really work at it and try to make it better. Because it's the only thing you got. It's what you got. So you got to really, really invest in it. And the people who really invest in their marriages, they find them to be, normally they find them to be fulfilling and, and very, uh, you know, satisfying and, and good marriages. Um, so, just leave you that a little meditation, meditation on uh, on the sin of adultery, which is a real problem today.